Hello, hello, and welcome to 22, a podcast surrounding your birth into adulthood and all the life experiences and responsibilities that come with it. I am your host, Maya, and today I want to talk about something that isn't necessarily a part of your K-12 through curriculum, but came kind of as a by-factor to it. Making friends, and in a more specific sense, making new friends in your 20s and letting go of the friends that you have who no longer serve you in this new stage of life. Something that always is in the back of my head is that you are most like the five people you surround yourself most with. Stating that even though association doesn't mean you are identical in nature, it does support that there is enough similarity to link you to another person. This does make you synonymous. Over the years, any number of your five people may change, and while some people identify this as a red flag, I think for a lot of people in their adolescent ages, it just makes you normal. You are bound to change multiple times from the time you are born to when you are 30, and submitting yourself to the same people the entire time does not leave much room for any type of progression or growth overall. This is why friendship is so important in every stage of life and self-reflection, as well as reflection on those who are around you. Friendship is a complexity in and of itself, especially in the way that no friendship is really the same. You have the friends you've known since kindergarten, people you're only friends with during class, athletic or extracurricular motivated friendships, fake friendships, mutual beneficial friendships, parasitic friendships, Those you met your senior year of high school as you were literally walking across the stage. College friends, lifelong friends you talk to every six months, work friends. I mean, the list could go on and on and on. But something they all share is the fact that there is some commonality between you and someone else that links you together well enough for you to exchange phone numbers, Instagrams, or even just glance on a day-to-day basis. Personally, most of my friends came from where I physically was at in any given moment. So before graduating college, that meant that 95% of my friendships throughout my entire life derived from the relationships I made circumstantially. And while it was great to have someone I knew that I could count on to study with me when I was struggling in accounting, or that I could call after practice to vent to, I didn't realize how much of those casual friendships would go away after college. And it wasn't until I was about to graduate college that I realized that I didn't really enjoy half the things that I would do with my friends. And I really didn't have a good understanding of what I like to do from an individual standpoint either. So while I feel like I am generally acquainted with a lot of people from the past, I wouldn't say our friendship is at the state it once was. And the number of people that I talked to on a regular basis dropped exponentially as soon as I got that diploma. And this is a normal phenomenon for college graduates, you know, as people move all across the world and all across the country to pursue their careers and life dreams. It's, it's normal for you to kind of grow out of those friendships and to kind of move on into a new state of being. Um, and, and those friendships turn into either a past kind of thing that happened or they're, they're just different than what they were before. So while this isn't necessarily negative, it did come to me as a complete shock. Um, this is coming from someone who spent her entire life fostering friendships from school and sports and extracurricular activities. It took about four months post-grad of me sulking in this state of feeling like I'm almost having FOMO to realize that I was just really missing my old life and, and missing the opportunities 
in the lifestyle that being in school and being in college kind of gave you where you had friends so close to you and you were always surrounded by people. It was, it was almost normal to make friends on the fly. So I realized that people weren't trying to single me out or exclude me, nor would I have really wanted to go anyways in a lot of these circumstances, um, especially because in college, you kind of got invited to everything and there was always something to do. And I wasn't used to there just being this null period of literally having nothing to do, especially coming from a a D1 athletic program where I had practice most days a week or games most days a week. And it it all just kind of went away. And like, I all of a sudden had these like this like five to nine time in the afternoon in the evening um, where I didn't really know what to do. And like, so I wanted to hang out with my friends. And so it was difficult for me to deal with both of those things, the challenge of not having almost like a, a, a day-to-day like set schedule um, and then also not having friends who were close to me on a day-to-day basis. So um, it was difficult for me to navigate the differences in lifestyle there, um, especially when three of my closest friends were in their last year of undergrad when I moved to this new city with a new job and no idea of who I really was. Now I will admit, moving to a new city where I knew a couple of people, but not a whole lot, um, like I had been used to my whole life, was hard in and of itself, but it didn't help that I was also experiencing my first bout of financial responsibility and navigating a new job, a full-time job at that, and just general independence. What really changed it for me was, was one of two things. One being, I found a roommate who has an extremely impressive social capacity. So I was originally living by myself and and realized that's not something I wanted to do from a social aspect, but also from a financial aspect. And then two, I started coaching something that I had loved for so long, cheerleading. And those two things alone not only got me out of the house more, but allowed for me to engage in things I wanted to do on a regular basis. My roommate... She's been great. Kelly, if you're listening to this, you're great. (laughs) She introduced me to a a group of girls and Mike, um, who I now spend all of my free time with doing really whatever we feel like that day. What I love most is that I'm the youngest in our little friend group, and I feel like they're all just giant kids. We get really excited to see movies like Avatar and play Guitar Hero in our living room and and laughing until our stomachs hurt at comedy shows and, and things like that. It was a kind of friend group that I had never really had before that allowed me to feel safe. And it also brought me comfort to the LGBT part of my identity that I had never really had before. In addition, starting to coach brought me Alicia, who is pretty much a ball of joy and a five-foot human. She really fed into some of the closure I didn't get from cheerleading after having to end my 17-year career, maybe even more than that, when COVID hit. As well as, she really gave me a safe space to talk about all of my adulting struggles every couple of weeks on our monthly Mexican date since she's a few years older than me and has navigated a little bit more than I have. So while it may feel different, if you're moving away to a new city or just don't really know how to make friends post-grad, I definitely would look at your local brewery's trivia night or getting engaged with an old hobby because that's what really set me up to have some of the best friends in my new home. Here, I really want to emphasize that While making new friends is great and does a lot for your mental and emotional well-being following graduation, that is not to say you should forget about your older or more established friendships. So 
Um, even though I have the, this new friend group here, I, I'm not forgetting about the people who almost like helped get me here. So your 20s are the perfect time to start planning those annual trips that never really made it out of the group chat. Um, my high school friend group and I started a, a tradition three years ago where we would go on a trip together over winter break. And this was in the midst of college. So our trips weren't anywhere like super extravagant quite yet. We were going to our local beach, to the to the mountains nearby, nothing more than a three or four hour drive. Um, but it was good for us to get away, but then also to connect and really get to kind of decompress after the semester ended. Um, it's relaxation for you, but it's also beautiful to see people you have known for so long grow and achieve their goals year after year. And, and it's also really cool to get to explore and get to see new parts of your friendships as you get older. And, and these are some of the relationships that I want to last for a lifetime. So therefore, I try and invest in them. Um, if, you'll, if you'll give me a second to brag about them, I would love to do so. Most of them graduated in 2021. We have one baby who graduated in 2022. And... So they're they're really talented and we're all completely different. We all have different interests, different majors in college. So it's really cool to see where everybody's kind of ending up. So we've got a consultant who's always traveling somewhere, a New York Times writer, a recent UGA graduate with her master's degree, a nurse, a D1 basketball player, a master's of public health student, a second year veterinarian, and our baby who just joined the workforce as a technical recruiter. And on top of all that, they are all black women. So black excellence at its finest. And and I and I really like to hone in on the fact that I am I'm an African American woman. So they were the first solid friend group I had ever had that really helped me embrace my African American black side of me and, and made me feel comforted in that. And then on the other side of things, my my postgrad friend group really made me feel comfortable with my identity um, in a different sense. And so it's really cool to see these two contrasting groups of people at two different points of my life still kind of serving parts of me that I needed to be comforted and almost solidified as I'm growing up. The real summary or synopsis here is quality over quantity. And I know that's a played out saying that you've probably heard your parents iterate before, but some of the most basic sayings ring the truest. It is often that people have an understanding of the lengths they will go for their friends. It's almost like, at what capacity do they value your friendship? And it's rarely ever the same from one friend to another, at least I've seen in my experience. So while you may have a best friend, you might not be their best friend. And while it may be a silly notion or that sounds very high school, it's important that the people who you want to keep in your life know and can feel the love and loyalty you have for them. I held a low capacity at one point for one or two of my very closest best friends and didn't even realize it. And it almost completely wrecked our friendship. So it's really important that not only do you keep quality friends around, but you also make sure that you're being a quality friend to them as well. And that's not to say you can't have casual friends. It's just knowing that you both, whoever you and the other person is, you both view your friendship as casual and you understand that on both ends. In the instances where this is not the case and, and you put value for somebody who doesn't necessarily give you that same value back, 
it's okay to take a step back from a relationship or to reevaluate whether or not your level of friendship is mutual. And it's not an easy thing to address or accept. And I think this concept, it's a little bit, I feel like, complex to explain because it's almost painful to realize that you value a friendship so much higher than someone else, but it also puts kind of like a magnifying glass on yourself and like your self-image and your self-reflection and the standards that you hold yourself to. And so I think it's really important that if you if you have a friendship like that where you're you're valuing so much someone so much more and they're not showing up for you when you need them to, it's okay to kind of reevaluate and take steps back from that relationship. Um, and then vice versa, if they are valuing you more than you're valuing them and they don't feel the love that they need to feel from you and the support and comfort they need to feel from you, if you want to keep that friendship, you need to make sure that you are listening to what they have to say and making adjustments because it's kind of it's kind of like a, a make or break situation where if you can't feel comfortable talking to or or seeking guidance from your your best friend then the values getting lost in translation and and that's just something that I think can be very detrimental to friendships this is I think one of the hardest things I've had to do within my 20s. Um, just doing that entire mind shift and and reprioritizing the value I put on certain friendships and with certain people in my life who I want to keep in my life. Um, it's also one of the hardest things to do when you need to accept that a friendship no longer serves you in your current state, at least. It's okay to let go of a friendship you have had for years even if that person is someone you thought may be in your life for a lifetime. If you don't feel valued in your relationship with them or don't feel like it's beneficial for you anymore, it's okay to take a step back and look at it and say, wow, like this was really great and reminisce on all the moments that you've had together, but then part ways. And it is also okay to not feel the urge to speak badly about them. I feel like there's this common notion in society nowadays that like, Everything has to be dramatic and every friendship or breakup or whatever has to be this like high school 2000s movie type scene when in reality, sometimes it's just you grow apart and and that person no longer serves you and you no longer serve them and and that's okay. And when that happens, it's okay to to not really talk behind their back, quote unquote, or, or say things that are negative about them that may not be true to just add to the story. It's okay to understand and appreciate that a friendship or a relationship was there for what it was and for serving a past version of yourself. With age comes change and growth. And unfortunately, not everyone you're going to meet is going to be there for the entirety of your life. And within the same sentiment, you haven't met everyone you're going to love in this life, which is pretty cool too. So Just because one friendship may need to end does not mean that it wasn't exactly what you needed at a certain point in time. And just because you may be feeling alone or not heard does not mean the friendship that you have been earning for isn't just right around the corner. So bringing it back 
to the conversation or the topic that I was discussing at the beginning of today's episode, um, it's really important for you to take a look at your five people and for you to understand that those five people may change in five years, maybe in one year, maybe in like six months. But today, to take a look at your your five people and you can look at their best qualities, you can look at their worst qualities, like, and see which parts of them match up with you. Because like I said earlier, even though association doesn't mean you're identical, there's enough support there that says that you are similar. And so it's really important for you to take a look at your five people from a a personality character standpoint, from a a work standpoint or a work ethic standpoint, and to really understand that whether you like it or not, the five people you hang around with most are going to resemble you in some way. And so if you're trying to achieve a goal or if you're trying to do something in your life that's specific to you, it's really good for for your well-being if you have somebody who's surrounding you who's either already done it or is also pursuing it at the same time. It's important to showcase the parts of your character or the ways that you want to grow in those friend groups so that you guys can continually bounce off one another and continue to grow in your 20s and then into adulthood and so on. For me... I think my five people have probably changed every other year since I was a kid, if not every year. But the last, the last two years, they've stayed the same. And it's starting to make sense that conversation that I felt like I kept having with my parents about how when you get to college, you're going to meet these people and these are going to be your lifelong friends. When some of them I, I knew before college and and I consider them to be my lifelong friends. Some of them I met in college and then some of them I met after college. So however you met, meet those people, it's important that when you start to see a pattern and you start to see it year over year continually being the same people and you like those people, it gives you almost like a sense of like gratitude and safety in that you've found your people. And personally, I love my five people and I think they will continue to push me to be the best version of myself from here on out. So whether you are struggling with making friends, struggling with understanding your friendships, struggling in relationships, whatever it may be, I really hope that Today's episode brings some comfort to the part of you who wants to feel wanted and who wants to feel accepted and loved and who wants to find a community because that's that's what all of us as humans want is to find that community. And I hope that with your five people or with your best friend or your high school friends or your college friends or whoever they may be, you are able to enjoy and love your moments together and then also still appreciate the space you may have apart. I hope you are able to let go 
of anything that is no longer serving you. And if you have already let it go, I hope you're able to heal from that and you are able to accept that because I know it can be painful. Thank you so much for listening to today's edition of this podcast. Um, I really hope you found something insightful today that can aid in your overall comfort in your friendships or your ability to make friends and understand that you're not alone there. Um, If you enjoyed today, I invite you to leave a review and or come back in two weeks for episode three of 22.